Hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Hey, on today's podcast review show, you get a bonus tip, and that is never pull the SD card out of the recorder before pressing stop. If you do, it horks your file. So today's episode is still chock full of insights, but the audio is from the Google Hangout and not quite up to our typical standard. Enjoy. Today on the podcast review show, we're talking a little Inglés podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, and if you're new to the show, this is where we bring on a guest and we kind of go over their content, their website with a uh, fine-tooth comb. We find out what you're doing right and help you do more of that, and anything that needs uh, tweaked, well, we kind of gently and politely nudge you in a different direction. Keep in mind, it's just an opinion and always opinion, and... Uh, Alongside me is uh, the one, the only podcast talent coach, Eric K. Johnson. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It is going very well. We always try and do it politely and gently, but that doesn't always happen. We haven't made anybody cry yet, so that's a good thing. And apparently you didn't get the memo. Today was green shirt day. Oh, I missed it. And I have my podcast shirt, my hashtag podcast upstairs. (laughs) I should have worn it. Thank you, Libsyn, hashtag podcaster. Exactly. So um, today we are... uh, very lucky to have Craig with us from, and we're, we're all giggling. It's Inglaeus Podcast, and uh, Craig, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. Hello, Eric. Hello, Dave. It's great to be here. Craig, and, thanks for being here. Uh, for somebody who's, uh, you know, hasn't heard of your show, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's, uh, it's a podcast aimed at uh, Spanish learners and teachers of English, and uh, most of our listeners are in, in Spain and the U.S. Um, and Argentina, Central and South America. And we basically, uh, I have a co-host, and we speak about uh, grammar, pronunciation, vocabulary of English. It's actually, uh, as I was listening to it, it, as much as... You know, you're, you're kind of gearing it for people who are speaking Spanish and they want to learn English. I think there are a lot of people that speak English that could, uh, could use this podcast as well. <laughs> and uh, so what are kind of the, the goals of, of your podcast? Obviously, to help people speak English, but further outside of that. Yeah, well, we have we have a website which basically takes uh, pure beginners up to the intermediate level of speaking English. But the goal of the podcast, um, aiming at intermediate and above, is to just improve different areas of their of their English. So um, we are hoping to lift the level of of the listener up to uh, 
up to a, a higher level and improve their pronunciation, their listening comprehension, and their general understanding and expression in English. And how long have you been doing the podcast? Um, well, uh, seriously, or <laughs> <laughs> seriously, probably a couple of years. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I did start the the origin of the podcast was way back when uh, I decided to have audio in our um, monthly newsletter. So we send out a monthly newsletter to quite a wide audience, and then I thought, well, it's crazy because they're going to need to hear um, English pronounced and spoken. So then I just put audio files onto the uh, onto the newsletter. That turned into a really boring podcast that I did solo. And then a couple of years ago, I started uh, podcasting with my, my colleague and, and good friend, Reza. Um, and then that uh, developed into what the podcast is today. So, Craig, is your main business then uh, as a teacher, as a face-to-face -face teacher? I teach at the British Council here in Valencia. That's part-time. And I also have a business online that we've had since 2001. And I have a Spanish partner. Uh, and together, we... Um, we have courses for, for English teaching on another website. So although it's tied into the podcast, the main business is on another website. So does this podcast, is it, is it intended to generate business for the other website then? That's a good question. Um, I'm hoping it does. Um, I've always been interested in podcasting and I definitely thought it could help the audience to have a podcast, although I didn't really start the podcast with that in mind. It's, it's developed into that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it does help the main website. It drives traffic to that website, but that wasn't the reason for starting it. Okay. Got it. Well, we always like to listen to the first few minutes of the show just so everybody can kind of get acquainted with you and uh, your show. And uh, there wasn't anything super racy in the in the in the episode that we listened to, but I did notice in the notes you sent us um, this is it always it's geared for adults, but it's not adult oriented topics. I guess is a way to say that. So you'll notice you'll understand what I mean here when I hit play. But we're gonna listen to the first couple minutes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the living daylights <laughs> out of me. I'm waiting for my <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode, episode 55 of Aprender Inglés con Reza y Craig. How are you, Craig? I'm very well, thank you. Are you Reza. sure? You don't look that well. No, I'm fine. I've okay. just had a bit of a surprise, a bit of a shock. Um, if you are a new listener... If this is your first time with us here, welcome. I'm Craig. And I'm Reza. And we're going to help you grow your grammar, vocalize your vocabulary, and perfect your pronunciation. Oh, you're a, you're a poet, Craig. <laughs> In this episode, we're speaking about connectors, connecting devices, those words like even though, however, although, in spite of, that help connect words together. And there are some shopping expressions if you are going shopping this summer in the UK or an English-speaking country, and more weekly wind-ups. But first, Reza, maybe we should speak about Patreon, our Patreon campaign. Yes. And explain a little what's that about. Um, do, do you want to explain it? <laughs> no, I think you should, Craig, <laughs> because you manage the technical side of things much better than I do. 
Well, it's uh, Patreon is a program that we have started if you would like to support this podcast because, as you know, listeners, we're now making one of these podcasts every week, normally released on Sunday evening around 8 o'clock Spanish time. And because we're releasing them more frequently, we're asking you to support us with a donation as little as one dollar or one euro could help us continue with this podcast and increase the quality of it so if you're interested in sponsoring us please go to patreon.com slash inglés podcast and patreon is spelt p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash inglés podcast and because so many of you have been asking us for full transcriptions of every podcast. When we reach 100 euros, that will give us enough money to pay somebody to write our transcriptions for each show. So each patron will then receive a full transcription. Craig, I think it's very important to stress that point that the money received from the donations is not for our pockets. It's to be able to pay to get a transcription of the episode. It's not for us to make any money. It's to make it easier for you listeners to follow. Exactly. Exactly. It's going towards paying so that you can have a transcription for each episode. Right. So we have some listeners, and then you, and the one thing I liked about this show, there's a lot of interaction from your uh, your audience, a lot of listener feedback and questions and things like that. But uh, so let's talk about the that was the first couple minutes of uh, of the show, and the one thing that um, you know Patreon is a big, uh, it seems to be everybody's now starting a, a Patreon account. And I was thinking about your your target audience here, um, that they're just learning English, and um, there are two reasons why. And, and this is again, it's just an opinion, it's just a suggestion. Um, I would uh, use there's a free plugin called Pretty Link, and I would do like your website, like EnglishPodcast.com/support or slash um, something, because you have to spell Patreon and then you have to spell English podcast. And I'm like, these are people that are just kind of new to English. And right. that, might, that might be a couple extra hurdles. There might be a better way. <laughs> that was uh, giving me a tough time to spell that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, that's a lot of spelling going on. And then you got people typing on laptops. And I just thought, I'm not sure exactly what, but I would find a way to make that a little, if that's the, one of the goals, um, that might be something you you look into because I just thought, boy, that's that's a, uh, I uh um, when I teach, I have to send people to a website that's a mouthful, and uh, it's it's I know the address and I still type it wrong. So anytime you can make a, a something a little shorter, a little easier to remember as well. So uh, Eric, what are your thoughts on the beginning? Uh, I like the beginning. First thing I want to tell you, Craig, is that you got a great uh, podcast, and I didn't find a ton wrong. There weren't big glaring issues with your podcast, so a lot of what I'm going to find today are uh, just ways to kind of shine it up a little bit. I don't think we have any real big uh, concerns. 
dealing mm-hmm. with your content. At the very beginning of the show, I love the way that you both uh, introduce yourselves so we can kind of get to know, especially as a new listener, which voice belongs to which person. And uh, I found that you did that quite often throughout the episode, which was uh, very helpful in trying to understand uh, which person was which voice and who had which personality and which sense of humor, things like that. I love the way that you set up uh, what was to come throughout the entire episode, what we were going to get to, the questions we were going to answer, the main theme of today's show and the wind-up that was coming at the end, and then talking a little bit about traveling, which was an extension from a previous show. Uh, I liked the setup at the beginning, so I knew exactly what I was going to get in this particular episode. Um, with regard to the Patreon thing, uh, uh, the other concern I had with that was um, give me the reason before you start explaining the Patreon uh, process. You know, if, if you started with everybody that becomes a Patreon donor gets transcriptions. We've had requests for transcriptions, and you explain transcriptions, and there's been a desire for transcriptions, and then get into here's how you can donate and make transcriptions possible. Uh, I think it would have been a little more captivating because we're starting with the why first and then getting into the how and the details. Um, mm-hmm. But that was just um, just an idea to flip those two around. Um, and then the only other part that I had about the beginning was, oh, I like the music transitions that you use. You use them throughout the, uh, throughout the show to kind of get from one segment of the show to the next without saying, okay, now it's time for... You just kind of let that little music interlude come in, and you rolled right into the next part. And I thought the transitions were pretty solid. Yeah, I've, got to give, I've got to give credit to Podcasters Group Therapy for that because I love the way that uh, that uh, Corey does something similar. The way he he blends the music under and then leads it. I used to have more of a of a of a clear transition, uh, and then I thought, no, let's make it gentle, uh, and and I think it works quite well. Now, I like the music that you use. Sorry, Dave, but I like the music that you use because it's subtle. It's not this hard driving rock like, <laughs> like Dave uses. You know, the best part of a movie score is when you don't know it's there. It mm. adds to the movie without taking away from the movie because it's it doesn't become the focal point. It becomes the support. And when you're using that transition music, you want it to be the same thing. You want it to add support to what you're doing, but you don't want it to distract from what you're doing. And I think you selected a nice piece of music there that makes that nice little transition without being distracting. Thank well, you. Maybe I, should, maybe I should throw some rock in to, to wake the students up from time to time. <laughs> a bit of uh, well, the other motor, thing I, motorhead or something. Sorry, Dave. The other thing I liked about it is it was quick. Like it, it, it let in a little bit to kind of – to where you go, oh, we're moving on to a new topic, and then it was out. I've seen people have like a full minute of music in between, and that's when you're kind of like, are they coming back? I've heard people go, we'll be right back, and then it's 30 seconds of music interlude, and okay, we're back, and like, what was the point of that? Like, yeah. Why didn't you I just probably gone to the bathroom or something. Yeah. Yeah. Edit that out. I don't yeah. need to hear 30 seconds of <laughs> instrumental music. Yeah, it's always uh, different. So yeah, the other thing I liked about the, the just the vibe of the show, you know, you started off with you two laughing, and it just kind of set a tone that it's fun. You know, yes, it's education, yeah. But it was kind of a light mood setting thing, so I like that. Um, I, I agree with Eric the fact that you just did a nice introduction of each other, and I didn't even think about that. The fact that you have to to kind of keep track of whose voice is, is whose, but uh, that's a, a great point as well. And um, 
the other thing I had about your content, we will talk a little bit later. I did, uh, the one thing I liked is, you know, I, I really think that there are people in Ohio that should listen to this show because you have really great advice. And I have a, a quick little clip of this. Remember to be polite, though. Remember to use voice intonation to be polite, to say, excuse me, say, please, or perhaps I'm sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you. Where's the nearest shopping center? Craig, would you use the words sir and madam? Probably not. No. no. I think that's too, too formal. formal. Too formal. Would you? Mm, not often, no. Yeah. No. So I heard that and I was like, I know a lot of people in Cleveland that need to hear that. You know, it's uh, <laughs> just, just great advice. And then um, the other clip I pulled was, I to me, I it showed to me that you really understand who your target market is because you're really, I mean, this is a beginner's class and you did it without, sometimes when you start at the beginning level, uh, and again, these are adults, like you're not like baby talking, I guess would be, you know, to go, okay, and today we're going to talk about, no, you're just talking and this is how you do it. And it's just, you've got that. I, I like the tone because it was, it was a beginner class without, belittling isn't the right phrase. I'm not sure what, but it just, it just like, Hey, I'm going to talk to you like an adult. And we're going to learn how to talk English. So, um, I like the fact that you had some practice. Last one. Although I'd never been to Granada before. As soon as I arrived, I felt at home. Yes. Very nice. Good. Well, I hope you've practiced with us and that you have a better understanding of these connecting devices. And you had a number of those. So it wasn't enough to just, here's the concept. It's like, now let's see this in practice. And you kind of would explain in some cases, you know, maybe where people might go left of center, or here's a way where you might think this is a good way to use it, but here's a better way. So there was just lots of practical advice on on the little tweaking things. Because English, I mean, it's easy for me to say, because I, I grew up with it. But if it's a foreign language, I can only imagine trying to learn how to conjugate verbs and all the other you know, I before E except after C kind of stuff that just makes it insane. Uh, the other thing that I had, we actually already talked about this, but just to, just to hear it from the... So if you're interested in sponsoring us, please go to patreon.com slash podcast. And Patreon is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash podcast. And so, yes, we've, we've beat that dog to death at this point. And the one that I'll be interested to hear your take on this is the weekly uh, wind-up. Okay, moving on to our weekly wind-ups. Reza, do you have a weekly wind-up this episode? I certainly do, Craig. Something shocking, something highly dangerous, something which drives me around the bend. I can't wait. I'm really, really keen to know. Ah, we weren't done. There you go. The joys of a live show. Um, that's interesting. Shall I, I ad lib here? Sure, go right ahead. Well, let's let's talk about it because he talked about how um, bees. Bees. He didn't like bees. He didn't like bees. And so, on one hand, not the letter B, but the actual insect B. That's, that's bees right. and wasps. So I kind of sat back and went, okay. Well, how does this tie into to the English thing? So I thought a couple things about this. I thought on one hand, you're kind of sharing a little bit about your your personal life and, and the ins and outs. I thought it was interesting that one of your audience 
sent in a, a weekly wind up, and I'm like, all right, well, this is maybe a cool way to, to kind of go. That's, that's the whole idea behind it, Dave, because the, the one thing I'd like to do is to get as much interaction and feedback from the audience as possible, because one problem Spanish speakers have is actually speaking English and having the confidence to speak it. So rather than always speaking about grammar and vocabulary and pronunciation, if I can get them interested enough in something to call in on SpeakPipe, then that begins a dialogue or more people call in. And I've noticed that it's working. I've noticed that people are getting engaged in that kind of content. So if Razor and I start expressing our opinions on things at the end of the show and then say, send in your feedback via SpeakPipe, that that's what I'm hoping to do. That's, that's really the thinking behind it. Okay, because the other thing I thought is a, kind of a, a inadvertent learning tool is like now that we've talked about how to to, you know, have proper English, let's just listen to a conversation. And it wasn't very long. You know, you talked about uh, the bees, and I remember there was some double parking speak in there a little bit. And um, about the time I thought, what does this have to do with, uh, you know, the, the concept of the the show, it was pretty much over. So um, that was uh, that was the only part that I was kind of like, what, what, is, what is that? So... Eric, did that throw you for a loop at all? Or? Yeah, I when I was listening to it, I was wondering what the purpose of the wind-up was as well. And, uh, Craig, to hear you explain the fact that we're looking for interaction, we're looking to be able to critique the proper grammar and pronunciations, that makes sense. So maybe leading into the wind-up, it's, it's just a matter of adding a sentence in there to kind of connect the wind-up to the rest of the show. You know, the wind-up gives us an opportunity to not only uh, voice the things that uh, get on our nerves, but allows us to use the English language in everyday conversation. And we can, we can then uh, not only have fun in a conversation, but we can also critique it a little bit and see if we're actually using the words in the right way. Yeah. And so we, we use the wind-up as everyday conversation to, to fold into the topic of the day and but we have fun, we have a little fun with it as well. So I'm wondering if maybe there's a way to use the wind up. If if this week if we say hey next week we're talking about connectors. So connectors are words such as although, uh, even though, uh, and that sort of thing. And if you listed a few of them, so uh, when you phone in your wind ups for next week, try and throw in a couple of those words as well, and we'll see if we can use them properly. Mm-hmm. Or you know if uh, if next week is uh, uh, whatever, whatever grammatical uh, conjunction we're using, or something like that. You know, try and use some conjunctions in your in your wind up for next week, and we'll see if we can use them in the right way. Yeah, make the language the the reason for them phoning in to practice the language that we've been teaching. Yeah, so call yeah. in and tell us that that you are all you know you hate people that double park, but make sure you're using some conjunctions in there as well because next week we're talking conjunctions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then maybe it folds it in. Now it gives us a fun way to just spout off um, while we're actually uh, doing something practical with the episode as well. Right. I Good like point. that idea. I like I like the wind-up. It was just, it kind of stuck out as, okay, what does this have to do with grammar? Like where, I didn't have that connection, oddly enough, in a connector series. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite ironic. <laughs> I enjoyed the wind-up, however. <laughs> however. Even though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On one hand. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we also always like to uh, take a peek at your website. And so um, the website, again, is ingleaspodcast.com, and ingleas is I-N-G-L-E-S podcast.com. And I see you're using the – it's at the bottom. I think it's a Podcast Pro theme from Appendipity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of this theme. Um, it, it just makes a nice, clean um, website, the, the navigation – is um, you know right? You have uh, two different navigation items, and I like the fact that you've got them separated to kind of your social media at the top, and then navigating around uh, the website here on the bottom. You've got the big giant play button, which I know a lot of people see that and they're like, "Holy cow!" But when you see that on your phone, it really uh, looks nice, and you could always turn that off if you wanted to. You've got a nice kind of blue and gray color scheme going, and um, the only thing I noticed on your website, and I realize now it's not doing it, of course. Um, <laughs> you're using Google AdWords, correct? Yeah. Believe, yeah. Uh, so this is, yeah, no control. I came here twice, and they had three of the exact same ads on the <laughs> sidebar. That's nothing you can do. That's our good friends at Google. I'm thinking uh, of taking them off because they're not earning any money anyway, and I think it's just a distractor. Well, this was my one question. I, I know, you know, you mentioned how it wasn't the original intent, but, you know, it'd be nice to drive traffic to uh, your other website with the tutorials and the CDs and such. And I thought, to me, that would be a much better use of your sidebar because I looked for a while, like, trying to find the link to your CDs. And I, I think the only one you have is this little orange one at the top. Is that correct? That, that's right. Yeah, it should be more prominent. I agree. Yeah, because I completely missed that. I was like, and I'm I'm digging through the episodes, and I'm thinking maybe it's in the episode stuff, and and that's when I I saw the ads on the side. I'm like, well, this is really prime real estate. You might want. That was one of that was one of my questions as well. Is how do how do people get more information? I didn't even see the uh, opportunity to buy the CDs. You know, that was my question at the beginning. Is where how does this feed into your your overall business? Uh, and I didn't see that at all. I think that needs to be a little more prominent. So if people want to get more involved, they have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And and even that, I when I finally figured it out, and I went to the website. Now here again, I'm I'm not, I, I don't read the languages that are on here, um, <laughs> but you might want to make it like pick your what you're trying to what you hope they would order the most, whether it's a CD or a download. Uh, things of that nature, and I would take them to that product page because when I get here, now I'm faced again with another, like, more choices. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you have a, you know, here's a, a course CD. So maybe you just put that link right to this so that they don't have to just, you know, get one of the clicks out of the way uh, because, unfortunately, you know, the more they have to search and click, the, the better the chance they're going to get lost or things of that nature. So that might be something. Um, I don't know, you know, if there's a way to put, you know, a buy button on the actual, like on your other website, or they mm -hmm. have to go here. Um, that, that would make life a whole lot easier. If you could just say click here to buy and boom, do it all on that website, uh, that would be great. Um, if, if you're just listening, the first page we looked at was uh, looked like a catalog page. There were a lot yeah. of products on there, and you kind of had to search to find the one. And if you found one and clicked on it, now it takes you to a, a, a buy page that has a lot of the details of the one particular product on it. Mm -hmm. 
so that was just my when I because I was like, okay, I really want to buy a CD. What do I have to do to to get there? And and of course, again, part of the problem is I I don't read Spanish, but the most of these you do have in English as well. Um, so I just thought that might be something. And then you said you do you do sell downloads as well? Yeah, they're they're at the bottom, further down. The, these are all CDs by mail order, and then. Yeah. Uh, the, these below are, are d- direct downloads, and also the CDs we also have as direct downloads as well. Okay, great. But uh, that's something I've, I've got on my list of to-dos is to put on com buttons that take people direct to the download page so they can download the product immediately. Yeah, that would be great because uh, that's just – it wasn't super hard. It just wasn't super easy for me to figure out because I, I saw that was one of your goals, and I'm like, okay, how do I you know, get to where you want me to be? Uh, the other thing I thought it was great, um, you have an FAQ here, which has um, a whole list about, again, in multiple languages, you know, what is a podcast and how do you listen, and I love the, the, the again, the personality here with the little dog in a car, and uh, again, you explain what is a podcast and everything's great. There isn't a lot here about the podcast, yeah, that's one of the questions I have about the, the website. I've got a couple of things. The first thing I'd like to put up an about page, but yes. one problem uh, or, or one thing I've been thinking of is that the podcasts are probably going to change in the near future. So um, maybe there'll be one dropping away and then I'll be adding a different one. So what should I do? Should you write a generic about page? Uh, I'm not sure what to put in the text. So Craig, right now you have three different podcasts, correct? Yes. And what what are the differences between the three? The one you heard is the co-hosted one about general English. There's okay. another one where I do interviews with people in the English teaching space. Um, I'd like to keep that going. The third one that I'll probably drop off in a few months is an exam-based podcast that was started to promote sales on the uh, exam CD that we sell. So I'm okay. thinking of stopping so that. If that one goes away... Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning you you discontinue doing new episodes of that particular podcast, wouldn't it make sense to keep the old episodes uh, living on the website where people could go and access those if they want to get involved with the exam? Absolutely. So on the FAQ, you could you could put all three podcasts up there. If you discontinue the third one and add a fourth, you could just add that fourth question to the FAQ and edit the FAQ about the third one that will go, that has gone away, where you could say, we no longer produce new episodes of this podcast, though this podcast contains a lot of great information. If you consider taking the exam, you can find all sorts of uh, helpful information. Here's the link to that those particular episodes. So should the, about page, should the About page then have some information about each podcast and also a background to the company or myself? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not clear what should be on the about page. My my thought is if we're making the about page forward-facing and about the listener, so the listener comes to the website and they, they have some questions, they want to know what this is all about. When they get to your about page, you say, hey, thanks for coming along. Um, we're looking forward to joining you in your journey and learning English. Uh, here are some options we have for you. If you are looking to take the exam, this podcast here is all about taking the exam and finding helpful tips. If you uh, teach in this space and you're, learn, you're looking to help others learn the, the English language and you'd like to hear some great interviews we've done with your colleagues, you can find those here. If you're simply just learning to 
uh, are looking to learn English because you're traveling to an, an English-speaking country or you need it for your job, this podcast here might help you with that. So it kind of tells what you do in each of the podcasts without saying, hey, look at us, look at everything we do. Mm -hmm. We're saying, if you need this help, here's where we can help you find that help and lead them to each particular podcast in, in your in your series, in your in your repertoire. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Dave, I mean, what do you think about that idea? Yeah, I like it. Uh, I always say, because the first thing there is like, they're on your website, and they're like, well, what is this? And so when they go to that page, and each one explains each one, and you could have, you know, links to, you know, here, click here to listen, click here to iTunes, and et cetera. And then at, under that, I would say, okay, and here is a little bit about Craig. Here's a little bit of Resi. And... Because at that point, they're like, okay, and that's just kind of icing on the cake, and it kind of adds to the, okay, here's what we have, and here's why you should listen, because Craig's been doing this for X amount of years, and et cetera, et cetera, and you start to put some of your credentials, and that's, a lot of times, that's the hard part for a lot of people, and nobody wants to talk up themselves, but just give yourself a little street cred, and that just gives them more reason to click and listen, mm -hmm. and so that, to me, is always, and for those people that don't have the experience you can then use that as, you know, I'm just like you, and I'm on the journey to find the answer to whatever. So you don't always have to have 20 years of experience to uh, to have an about page. But it is, you have, um, your contact page is right there, clearly labeled uh, contact. And so uh, the about page is another one that you need, you need those words on your page somewhere. And right. FAQ is great, but I was like, that's the only one I was like, hmm, we need the word about here somewhere because that's, you'll be amazed at how much traffic the about page gets. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list as well. Uh, can I ask something about the RSS feed button? Um, people yes. have said in the past that that's very important, especially if you're thinking of podcast awards and that kind of thing. But uh, have things changed or should I be thinking about, because I tried to put one on once, I tried to find the code I needed in my source code and because I can't read code I couldn't find the code I needed to put into the button. Got it. Do you know who like are you using uh, PowerPress or using Libsyn? Libsyn. Feed? Libsyn. Okay so you're using Libsyn's feed for but do you have do you have three then Libsyn accounts one for each podcast? No they're all on the same feed because they're all English teaching related I've kept oh, them on the same feed. Okay. So when you go into destinations under Libsyn you'll see um, the link to your RSS feed. It's uh, the first one is the link to like your Libsyn website, which nobody uses, and then they'll have a link to the feed. Just copy that address, and um, if you add a button, like there's actually in Appendipity, you can add a RSS button, just like you have the the iTunes and the the Stitcher one. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't put it on there because people that click on it, um, especially if you're in Chrome, um, it just brings up all the gibberish. Yeah, I clicked on, I clicked on yours, and and I just saw a load of code and I thought well what am I supposed to do with this right so what it what that's for um, nothing really that's the problem and is if you have a, an uneducated kind of you know people are like I think I just broke their website um, what that's for is and this is where we kind of wish the Android people would get off their rear end is what if I stitchers like the number two uh, app but there are those people that are you know using other um, uh, platforms and such uh, different applications on the Android side and you you kind of need the RSS feed for those people that do know what to do with it, but they don't want to use Stitcher. So by giving them that, it gives them that option. Um, it, it's kind of a, you know, this is where you know your audience may be better than I do. I usually put it on there, but my audience is a little more technical. Um, 
they're not very my audience isn't very tech savvy I tried to organize a, a Google Hangout last week to just to speak to some students and nobody connected because they didn't know how to, to get on mm -hmm. okay because that was going to be one of my suggestions all right <laughs> but um, the other thing that right now Microsoft has no like directory and so what they're looking for is your RSS feed and so that's the other reason to, to do that um, you know, you could always put it in a link in the, in the footer, <laughs> someplace where nobody's going to see it, uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but yeah, Microsoft's kind of—they're not sure what they're doing with podcasts at this point. But yeah, they have some sort of search mechanism in Microsoft Webmaster Tools, and if you have an RSS feed, they will find. Because I've had people that have found my uh, my shows on their Windows phone and they somehow found me through SoundCloud which I'm not even a huge SoundCloud fan but they found my SoundCloud feed which I don't even promote but you know Microsoft searched the web and that's what they found so it's it's kind of goofy in that way but um, yeah so it is kind of odd because like you will you'll, you'll have those people like oh I saw the feed thing so I clicked on it and I just got a face full of gibberish Yeah. so um, you know you might want to say well in this case I'll just direct him to, to Stitcher and that's where kind of knowing your audience uh, comes into to play. So, can I can I ask something quickly about uh, about the site? Um, the show notes I used to put all the show notes on Libsyn. When I started the website, I thought it made a lot of sense to just link from Libsyn to the website. Um, but then when I click on the iPhone. Um, I'm not getting any of the show notes and the links don't even work to take somebody to see the show notes. It's very important for my audience to follow along with the show notes if they're not understanding uh, the conversations I'm having with, with my co-host. So the question is, should I be posting all my show notes into the Libsyn blog as well? I do, uh, just to eliminate, because I know some people are like, oh, well, you don't want to give Libsyn any Google juice, and I'm like, I've, I've Googled my name, not because I'm an egomaniac, but I, I Google podcasting all the time. I've never seen my Libsyn stuff come up. Um, make sure, when you say you're putting the link, are you actually putting the link and then highlighting it and going through the steps to make it a link? Exactly. Just, Yes, okay. I'm just I'm just putting to see the show notes. Go to englishpodcast.com and then I make it a hot link to take them to the website. But on the mobile phone, it's not going there anyway, so it's pretty pointless. That's really interesting. Okay, because um, that would be my advice. And yeah. but if you've tested and it's not working, I'll have to test that because I know you know when you click on the little album art, your your notes come up. Um, but I actually put my what I do when I when I put things in the Libsyn. Um, section because I have the same thing. Libsyn for the School of Podcasting is um, they, they're holding my feed. The feed for this show, the podcast review show, I use PowerPress. But with Libsyn, I always make sure, like, I don't have any pictures. It's all text-based because I want to keep the feed over there really simple. I don't want anything, you know, people talk about how WordPress uh, feeds can break. You can break a Libsyn feed too. I, I did it once with, I, I threw in a bunch of I, uh, YouTube um code and uh, you can also if you copy from Microsoft Word and paste into Libsyn uh, there's some extra coding in there that uh, and it's not a Libsyn thing it would break any RSS feed but mm -hmm. um, so I, I do have um, there and I'll have to go and check now and see if my, my links are working because all this time I thought they're working fine so um, but you know if, even if it's just the text but uh, the idea though again is to drive people back to your website so they can then order your your CDs and stuff so um, 
I would just say test it in this point. Uh, that, now you've got me. I, I have my own homework now. When I get done, I'll have to go check that out because I've been doing that. I've been putting, you know, making sure the links worked. And uh, now, on the other hand, it may not be working on the smartphone. Libsyn does have a directory. And again, this isn't something that I'm getting a huge amount of traffic from. I don't really promote it, but it is out there. And I think it feeds a couple different apps that. Um, you know, you might be getting some traffic that way as well. But it sounds like you're on the right path. I'll just have to see what's going on. And when uh, um, in doubt, um, maybe get uh, – I'll, I'll have to ask Crystal, Crystal and uh, all the other folks over there at Lipson to go, what's the point of that? Because that kind of uh, – I was getting all ready to show you how to make a hot link, and you're already there. So, <laughs> Can I ask you and Eric, what, what's your opinion on, on putting different uh, – photos on each blog post I've been using for the most part a generic uh, uh, image which comes up on the on the website for each episode because sometimes when I share it on social media I get the wrong image showing so oh, I thought well, why, why not just put you know an image that I know is going to come up that says English English podcast on it I typically add a photo on my uh, show notes that has something to do with um, with the episode. the episode itself. And then I don't necessarily share it on social media. I go and create a new post on social media where I upload the exact same photo. So the photo on social media is the exact same photo on the show notes. So if they're clicking the bit.ly link that I've added to my uh, Twitter post or something like that, it takes them directly to that page. They see the exact same photo and they know they're in the right spot. But you definitely see an advantage in changing the image every for every episode. I yeah. think so because if they're coming, if you just use let's let's say I use my logo for example as the image on social media, and they click it and they come, and every one of my episodes has the exact same logo, they're not they're not going to be sure which episode we're talking about, which episode uh, they need to click on to hear. So mm -hmm. I want to make if I put a if I put a, a a photo of a little white dog driving a car on my social media and they click on it and they see 14 images and one of them's the little white dog driving the car, they'll know that that's the episode they're looking for. Got it. So yeah, I, I find that an advantage because we're such a uh, we're we're such visual beings that when we see that unique image, we'll know we're in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, it it's different studies have shown how both on Twitter and Facebook, because I'm not much of a, a photo person on Twitter, but I, I know adding photos to anything seems to increase clicks and views and things like that. We're just, uh, nobody really reads stuff. We all go by the headline. That's why your titles are so important of your episodes. And anything that you can get people to just dig a little deeper into your content uh, is always a good thing. And, and uh, images are great. And um, that's why I, I use a, a service called Canva. It's uh, C-A-N-V-A dot com. And because sometimes royalty-free photos get costly. And so you can get a photo for a buck and then actually put it into its own graphic. They have pre-made templates for uh, different social media. So uh, I like that without breaking the bank because a lot of people, and I've done this in the past, go to <coughs> images.google.com. But um, I'm starting to hear more and more about different tools that photographers can use to basically reverse engineer and find out who's using their photo without paying for it. That's starting to make me want to wet my pants because I used to do that a lot in the in the past and other blogs. And I'm like, okay, so uh, 
Yeah. Dave, but, when you use Canva, do you only use their photos, or do you ever upload your own? I do upload my own. On occasion, if I'll have something, uh, if it's a lie, I know the School of Podcasting logo is up there, and if I was, if I have a picture of the guest that I'm uh, interviewing or something of that nature, I will upload those uh, there. So it's actually a pretty and, sweet tool. Then will you use their uh their text tool to put verbiage on the photo? It depends. Most of the time I do because uh, they have a pretty wide variety of fonts, but if there's really something I'm looking for it to do and for whatever reason that just nothing really strikes me, then I'll, I'll download it without the pictures and then I use a program called PaintShop Pro, which I affectionately refer to as the poor man's Photoshop. And um, <laughs> I'll put, because uh, I've got a ton of fonts on my uh, machine, so I'll go ahead and finish it up here. So. And then uh, when you put your own photos onto Canva, can you make them for sale to others? As far as I know, I'll have to double check that. But, yeah, if it's if it's something that you own and you just – because all at that point you're using that tool just to make – you know, you're putting some icing on the take, on the cake. So you should be able to uh, – you know, you own the, the photo. And I think even if it's their photo – I have to look at that. If you use their photo, I'd have to see what the rights are. I know it's free to use. I'm not sure about free to sell. Okay. But uh, that would be uh, if it's your photo, I would think so. Um, but and then uh, we'll we'll get to the the end of your show. Um, and let me get my volume. Here we go. That's all we have this week. Shall we park so, it there, Craig? Shall we park it there? I think if you <laughs> want to send us an email or record your voice and send us a sound file with a comment, then please do. You can ask a question or, like Mumin, send us a weekly wind-up and do so to craig at inglespodcast.com or to reza at belfastreza at gmail.com. And you can send us a voice message on our website at inglespodcast.com. You can also sign up to our email list at inglespodcast.com because we'll send you an email every month. Actually, I sent one yesterday with all the podcasts we've made and published in the previous month. So you have so you there's no reason to miss any of our podcasts. And again, if you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash podcast where you can donate $1 per month to help us continue with the show, give you great podcasts, and hopefully also provide full transcriptions. So until next episode, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. The music in this podcast is by Pitts. The track is called See You Later. And uh, Craig, I had a question for you. When you record this, are you both in the same room? Yes, we are. We both record locally. We're both uh, in Valencia. Okay. Because it seems like... Um, well, tell me how you're... Do you both have... Is it one microphone? Is it two? Well, I wanted to ask you about that because uh, the episode that we're listening to at the moment that's being reviewed is being recorded um, with two Samson 2QUs. Okay. Uh, and they've got fat heads and they go into a, a Zoom H6. But recently, I've I've changed the chain, and now I'm using uh, the same microphones, but going through a DBX compressor. So I just wonder. The reason I did that was to try and and cut out some of my co-hosts breathing. He sometimes breathes into the microphone, 
uh, and it's 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 working. I think it sounds better, but I wanted your your ears to maybe tell me if uh, if the sounds okay because I've been fiddling with the knobs, but I'm not experienced enough to know if it's any better. Got it. Are, are you guys? Because I didn't hear any. I'm assuming you guys have pop filters. Or yeah, some we, sort of... we, have, we have pop filters, but uh, not so much in that episode, but in past episodes, he does tend to sort of breathe a little into the microphone, um, which can be annoying. If Once you've noticed it once, then you're listening for it. Got it. Well, just tell him to quit breathing. <laughs> yeah, I've tried that. You know, I'm putting a bag over his head, I've tried that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I noticed yeah. the limiter, because you would ask specifically to compare this episode to another episode in your audio chain, and... Uh, I, I don't have great ears. Wearing headphones for a living for 25 years has made my ears uh, not very sensitive. So uh, as I was listening to it, I could definitely tell that you had the gate cranked up on the later episode, not this one, but the other episode. When you started using the limiter, the compressor limiter with the with that gate, it sounded pretty tight because the too, room too high, that too well, high, the, the room that you're in is pretty bouncy. You had yeah. a little less bounce in the later episode than you had in this current episode, but it definitely was still present. And so when the gate would open, I would hear the ambient noise in the in the room. Um, now, now the fifth, episode fifty-eight had a little fuller low end to it than uh, than this one did, so I could tell that the the compressor was doing its job there. It made the audio sound a little thicker. Um, but I could definitely tell when the gate opened because I could hear the background noise kick in. Uh, his breathing I didn't notice on either particular episode, but I could just tell when the mic was active and when the mic was closed due to that gate. So uh, I didn't have a preference for either one of them. Um, maybe uh, some some dampening uh, devices around where you record to keep the audio from bouncing so much off the walls and your surroundings might help. Whether that's uh, you know throw a couple blankets over some some uh, structure behind you or something like that to keep it from bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, um, you know, I have a, a, a clip that I got at a local hardware store that's really, I mean, you could use this to build muscles, that um, <laughs> it's pretty tight. And if you have anything like a bookcase or something, you can get thick moving blankets. And Those just, work great. And just clip them to stuff. There's a, a video I'll send you later of a guy that somehow got some sort of magnetic hooks that he has a drop ceiling with the, the you know metal bands that run through the ceiling, and he just sticks these hooks on the ceiling, and then he got some sort of moving blanket with um, is eyelets. It the eyelets. And he just hooks it on the ceiling, and it's boom, instant audio booth. And I was like, that is brilliant. Um, I just my, went, my, my wife sits in the same room. She's breaking out into a cold sweat because this is a pretty small flat. I mean, this is basically it. So she's sitting over there looking at me, thinking about filing divorce papers right now. Right. Well, you, well, the, the thing you need to remember, Craig, is that your, your baffling doesn't have to go floor to ceiling. Like you do not have to be enclosed in 360 degrees of, of sound baffling. You just need to put a few things up around you, even four by four squares that are close to you will absorb sound and keep things from bouncing. I'd like to use um, sleeping bags because when I use mm. the soft inside of the sleeping bag facing me, it just sucks the sound right in. And I'll set up like uh, a step ladder or something when I need to make a uh, makeshift audio booth. I'll just set up a step ladder, throw the sleeping bag over it and clamp it to it so it doesn't move and then put it right up next to me and it, and it 
it's amazing just how much one or two sleeping bags next to you will absorb so much of that bounce. I got yeah. a uh, I got a voicemail from somebody last week that said they do a lot of podcasts on the road, and they said one of the things that drives them nuts is they're always in these hotel rooms and yes there's carpeting and yes there's drapes but there's still a lot of you can clap your hands and there's a lot of just built-in reverb and they said but yet they turn around there's always 37 pillows on the bed and they said why they never thought of this is they have a little mic stands they bring with them and they said they just put the pillows around the mic and it completely deadened the room they're like yeah and they said it's free I didn't have to spend a dime and I've always got plenty no matter what hotel I stay in there's always a ton of uh that and when you're recording, are you sitting next to your co-host? Or are you sitting facing each other, or now we're sitting at an angle, um, so we're sitting far enough away so that we're not bleeding into each other's mics, but uh, and also but so we can see each other and make hand signals. Right. Okay, that's good because I know uh, you know you're you're far enough apart so you're not getting that bleed, which is not the end of the earth. But if you can uh, if you can avoid it, that's always a, a good thing. What about those very small kind of mic guards that you can buy that sit around the the mic in a semicircle? Are they any good? I I've tested two of those and I think they would make more of a difference if you had a condenser mic. For me, I, I had one that I I paid and actually took it back because it just didn't I, I didn't audibly really hear anything and. You know, you might want to try that. I don't know if there's, you know, a place around that you could do, because uh, it's hard to tell. I guess it depends on each room. Um, the room I was in, you know, I had already had you know, pretty thick carpet and, and different things in place, so it really wasn't that horrible of a room. Um, but I didn't really see Eric. Have you ever played with any of those? Or no, I found that doctoring the mic works less effectively than doctoring the room. Yeah. yeah. So it's worth. It looks like show. I'll be getting the sleeping bags out next week then. Yeah, it's worth a shot. I I know I was amazed. Um, I did the one trick where you grab a blanket and put you just basically podcast like this, where it's over the stand and you. Um, and I was amazed at the difference because that was when I first started podcasting, and I was downstairs next to the washer, and so even when you know, the laundry wasn't going on, but there was just it was a big empty concrete room, so it was awful, and it was great except it was nine hundred degrees under the blanket by the time you were. We're over. So maybe you can get your wife just to stand behind you with a sleeping bag. <laughs> that well, 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 the thing I always remember is if I clean up my toys when I'm done, my wife doesn't uh, doesn't That's get it. as angry. That's you know, you were talking about the hotel, Dave. I've recorded in the hotel two or three times. Uh, one time I just piled all those pillows up on the desk and surrounded myself in the microphone with it, and it deadened the sound perfectly. The other time I took the bedspread off the, the, the uh, bed and – I used the um, pant hangers in the uh, closet to hang up the bedspread in the closet, and I just left the door open, sat in the doorway, and recorded straight into the bedspread into the closet, and it worked fine. So That's you have to remember, when you're talking, your voice is projecting out, so you want what it, you want to be talking into some baffling. So hang right. that baffling right in front of you, like on the backside of your computer or something like that, so that audio isn't hitting that wall behind you and coming straight back at your microphone. Your ending, I thought, was I like. I'm, I'm with Eric. I like your music. It's just, it's there, but it's not intrusive. It's just kind of like, and it wraps up things nice, and it's a nice smooth ending. Um, I was trying to think. You had a few call to actions in there. <laughs> just a few. Yeah. Too many. 
Craig, Craig, let's let's trim down the calls to action. So at the end of it, uh, we always like to to suggest to podcasters that they make one big call to action because the more decisions you force force your listener to make, the fewer decisions they're going to make. And it's right. been shown in psychological studies, even if people uh, have to have to choose between uh, fifty cent, two uh, two quarters or a fifty cent piece they have a tough time choosing because now that they have to weigh the decisions. They're the exact same thing, um, but they have to make the decision and they choose not to. So the fewer decisions you can offer them, the better off. So pick the one call to action you want them to take action on this week and make that your call to action. Because in this wrap-up here, you offered to allow them to send you a question. They could send you a wind-up. You gave them two different email addresses to get them to you. You also said they could record a, a voice message on your website. You invited them to come join your email list. And if they want to sponsor you, they can go to Patreon. So there's five different things that you <laughs> or seven different things that you offered to let them do. Now, now just go pick one and, and do that. And now they have to figure out which one is the most important to do. If so you're suggesting that. a different one each week and keep changing it around each time. Yeah. You know, this week we would love to have, you know, and you might make a call to action uh, toward the end of the wind-up episode. So the wind-up segment, if you have a wind-up next week, we're going to be talking about conjunctions. And if you want to send us your wind-up, feel free to do that. Um, just go to... Uh, podcastname.com slash windup and maybe that's where they get involved with the windup and they can send you email you have all the options there but if you send them to one page on your website and that page lists all the options then they can choose what's easiest for them so maybe if they go to uh, inglespodcast.com slash windup to get involved with the windup on there you say you can send us a, a voice message here uh, and we will get it on the windup and then at the end of the episode you can what you can say, get on the email list because every time on the email list, we send you an email every time a new podcast is up, and we'd love to hear from you. Do that online, and we just drive them to that. Um, you can consolidate that. Uh, you can, you know, I, I love that idea. You've got a contact page. Maybe underneath the form, here's the link to the SpeakPipe. By the way, here's my email address, and if you have a phone number or whatever, and that way you let them choose. You're still giving them multiple options, but now you're only telling them to do one thing. Go to inglazepodcast.com slash contact, and from there they can choose and uh, get it into you. So Yeah, once you get them to the website, then it's much easier to get them involved. <laughs> yeah, because they've already taken the action to get there, so you yep. have the person that's, you know, they're they're on a mission, doggone it, and so they're more than likely to uh, go through and uh, um take action. So that makes well, a lot I had, of sense. I, Craig, I had one more thing about your show notes as I'm, as I was dinking around on your website. Um, I loved the fact on your show notes. I, I like the, the clean theme that you're using, but I like the fact that you had your Spanish words next to your English words in the show notes, because as people are learning, um, it's easiest for them. You know, I, I found when I was taking Spanish, I, I could understand a word when it was said, but I had no idea what letters were in the word, like how to spell it. Um, mm -hmm. And when I see it on the screen, especially the Spanish word next to its English meaning um, or vice versa, I thought that was a great way to help your uh, listeners learn the language. My suggestion in your show notes is you might distinguish um, the uh, suggested English 
words that are in the parentheses from the, the suggested links and resources that you had. Because sometimes you would use a word and then in parentheses you would have either the, the translation of that word or it might be a link or it might be a resource or something like that. And I, and I, I don't know if you make all of your links uh, in italics or maybe you make all definitions underlined or somehow to distinguish between what's a resource, what's a link, and, and what's a translation. To make um, it consistent so that all Spanish words will be in italics, all links will be in a different color, that kind of thing? Yes, exactly. And then um, also distinguish your questions from your answers because you, you the show notes were great. I was following along in the show notes right as I was listening to your episode because I could see what was coming up. I And it, and it helped me visualizing the words and the translations as you were going through them. But uh, there were parts where I didn't understand. I, I couldn't tell on your notes where the question ended, where the listener question ended, and your answer started. So maybe maybe that's where italics comes in, or bold, or underlined, or indented, or something like that. Um, and I find it incredibly helpful to follow along in the show notes to um, to reference back as we were going through the episode. So maybe at the beginning of the episode, if you want to follow along in this episode and, and go through the the um, the tasks that we're going through, you can find the show notes, or maybe it's a opt-in and get a worksheet where they can complete the worksheet as we're going through it as well. The show notes, are, Eric, are basically my bullet points and notes before we record just expanded a little bit, and what I'd love to do is to give a full transcription, which is the reason for the, the Patreon, but that's not really working for me, so what I'll probably do is to pay somebody investing it and then maybe charge a euro a month or something for any student who wants the show notes. Yeah, because I thought it's very it's really important for for a learner to have that backup of text. It it was great. It helped me tremendously. I'm not even trying to learn the language and I found it helpful just to follow along in the episode just from following along going through uh seeing exactly what we were talking about and that sort of thing. I thought that was great. Those are the other couple things I had. I I know in the the episode you said you've had people request transcripts. Is that would you gauge that as light interest, medium interest, or heavy interest in that? You mean would they pay for it? Is that the question? Well, are, are they asking for it? Or is it just something you a think? Lot, a lot are asking for it. Okay. A lot are asking for it. And my suspicion is that they're not intermediate-level students who are probably understanding 80 90% of, of what we're saying. That's probably coming from lower intermediate or beginners who need more support when they're listening to the podcast. The problem is that there's so much, I just don't have the time because you you probably know it takes a long time to sit there and write word for word oh. what somebody's saying and voice to text won't do a good job with, with the co-host yeah. because it locks onto one voice. So the only option I've got is to invest the money and get somebody to, uh, to write the show notes for us. Because I was wondering if you could use, um, I know here in the US there's a service I use called Gumroad that makes it super easy to sell um, just single individual digital products. And it might be a case where you have it transcribed as a test and then, you know, make it available for sale and maybe go that route uh -huh. if Patreon doesn't work out. And then you can maybe better gauge. Uh, I realize it's tough because in some cases you just don't, you have an audience that doesn't have the budget for it or things of that nature, but you can try different things. I, I applaud the fact that you're trying Patreon at this point. Um, it's um, How long have you had that account? Is that I think it's new, right? About two months. Yeah, so it'll take a little while for that to, to get any legs, and uh, 
it, it's a little tough that way. Uh, but I've, I've seen some people have, you know, great success. So I wouldn't uh, roll up uh, the effort on that yet. I know it's uh, it, it is a slow start, but uh, uh, I, I, it's worth a shot, right? As always, when in doubt, throw it on the wall and, and see if it sticks. Right. And the other thing really is we kind of start to, oh, let me bring this up. And I understand what happened here. You used Auphonic to create your final MP3 file. Yes. And the bad news is uh, when I click here on your MP3 file, there's not a single ID3 tag in it. So there's no album art. There's no title. There should, there should be. I tag every episode. Before or after you run Auphonic? After. Oh, well, in this case, you missed one. Okay. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was I, like... I use what I use. I use MP3 tag. Yep, you're using the same thing I do, and so I missed I, one. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I was like, oh, that's. Uh, but uh, other than that, the the audio file in terms of uh, well, because you're using Auphonic, your audio levels were uh, were pretty much dead on, spot on. So that was uh, good news. So as Eric had said uh, earlier today, there really wasn't much to. Um, you know, there wasn't anything major here that we're like, oh, holy cow, are you kidding me? Uh, I thought, um, I really like, um, how long have you known your co-host? About 14 years. We yeah, I'm going to say. We're close friends, yeah. I'm very lucky to have him uh, on board. And, I, and I'm pleased to announce that finally we've managed to, to get a sponsor for that show so I can now afford to, uh, to pay him something. Nice. Yeah. Because there, there just seemed to be a natural chemistry. Like I said, it sounded like you guys were having fun. And the other thing, and I don't know if it's just me because I'm a teacher. What I just to me, the heart of a trainer was just dripping through the audio. I could tell um, you're sincere. Just I, I want to help you learn English. Was just just seemed to drip through the the speakers when I listened to it, and uh, I like that in the fact that you were, you know, um, you didn't really. It was one topic. I thought you covered it well. And, and in general, like I said, I didn't really see anything, um, just the, the whole the whole Patreon thing. I was like, mm, I like the idea. It just seemed a little tough to get there, especially if you have people who are, are learning English. Uh, the website, I thought, looked uh, looks great. And again, just get that About page going. Yeah. Uh, that'll help. And then I would lose the Google AdSense. Um, I've heard people refer to Google AdSense as uh, Internet Welfare. <laughs> just, it's just not not useful. Um, it's actually doing very well for us on the main site, uh, but not not on the podcast site. Okay, well that's it depends. I think sometimes on the traffic and things like that. Uh, but all in all, I I was I, like I said, I, I I can see a lot of people in America that could learn a lot from this uh, show. And it, it, the other thing I liked about it that as I'm just sitting here thinking about it, you guys kind of got in, and now that I understand the whole wind up option. You kind of got in, covered your topic, and got out. You know, now that I understand the the wind up option, I'm like, okay, that was that had its purpose. So, Eric, what were your final thoughts? You know, we always try and find three uh, three things we love, three things we could work on. Uh, there's a lot to love about this podcast, Craig. You should be proud of what you've created. But if I had to narrow it down to three, um, I just I love the production and the presentation. You guys are friendly. It's it's learning without sounding stiff and stale, like we're sitting in a classroom. Uh, I loved your music and the whole just the structure of the show and the presentation and production sounded great. Um, I love the way you guys introduce each other often throughout the show to really uh, let us know who is who. 
And uh, I thought you used great use of links, not only uh, to other resources, but to other episodes of your podcast and other things on your website where people can get additional help. You did that both in the episode and in your show notes. Um, I thought that was a great use of uh, other resources available to you to help your listeners. Uh, the things I think you can brush up on, the call to action that we talked about, let's see if we can focus that a little bit. Let's see if we can uh, uh, let them get more involved, make that uh, CD buy now button a little bit bigger. Um, if they want one-on-one -on -one coaching through you or whatever it is you happen to offer, uh, give them other ways to get more involved than simply listening to the podcast. And then I'd like to see you reinforce that topic throughout the episode. You know, as we're going along and we're using uh, we're using the uh, connectors, let's reinforce that topic as we're going along so people understand. Oh yeah, we're talking about connectors today, and then use that as we're going into the windup to kind of um, reinforce the the overall theme for today so just reinforce that topic throughout the episode and uh, I think it'll pull it all together and put a nice bow on the whole thing I thought it was a great show I'm, I'm glad we got to listen to it thank you yeah and the uh, the one thing I was bummed to hear is you said you had tried a Google Hangout and it didn't work because as I was listening to your audience and you're trying to to potentially have this bring in an additional income I thought we heard the one guy trying to use is it iTalky? So there's some some place that people go to practice basically, and obviously they want a live person. And I thought, oh, the, Craig should just do some sort of group, like get three or four students on at the same time and do a Google Hangout, and that would give them a chance to practice with each other as well as to practice with you. And that's so that might be so. I still think that's a good idea because when I listen to your audience, that seems to be. You know they're they're very eager to learn and they want a live person. So I thought, mm, if there's a way you could deliver that. Um, no, I'm so gonna try. I'm going to try that again next week. It might have been my fault because I've never actually launched a hangout before. <laughs> I've been on a couple, but I've never launched one. But when I went in and got emails back after the time that I'd fixed, the feedback was that they didn't know they had to be in my circle. That they thought they were connected and they weren't. That uh -huh. someone was in Mexico and he'd misjudged the time. So I'm going to try again next week. I'm going to give clear instructions. And hopefully it'll come together because I'd, I'd love to connect with them and get to know from them what kind of material um, they need us to, to deliver to them. Well, I will give you the golden ticket. You ready for this? Because you're going to hang out right now as we record this at the very, very, very top of the screen. See where it starts plus.google.hangouts, blah, blah, and it's a really long, ugly link? Yeah. That's what you copy and give to your participants. Right. Because it'll ask you, who do you want to invite? That almost never works. Cause that's, I, what I, that's what I did. Yeah, so send the link at the top of the screen, and that always works. So I start the Hangout, then copy the link and send that in an email. You you start the Hangout, but it's not live yet. And so like today, I sent you the link at the top of the screen, and then you guys came in, and, and then we did our little test, and I adjusted some volumes, and then I hit start broadcast. But this is a Hangout on air. What I wanted to do was just a Hangout. Oh. Um, because I didn't necessarily wanted it to go on... YouTube. Right, that makes sense. Um, you could either A, uh, set it private so it doesn't go, like this will go on YouTube, but it's private. Um, and then I'll make it public after I edit out all the, any boo-boos that I need to. Um, I'll have to check with a Google Hangout. I think it's probably the same thing, but I, I usually almost live in Hangouts on Air, but that, I'll check. But uh, it is kind of tough, especially with uh, folks that aren't used to. Hangouts aren't quite as cool as Skype. Everybody's slowly getting hip to Skype, but it's nice yeah. when you can do it with a Hangout because then you can see them. And yeah, I, 
when I first sent out the invitation, I, I, I didn't realize I had to have a closed circle. And then after when I checked back, I noticed that loads of people on my Google Plus page had gone in. There was um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis had gone in, and a, and, and a few other guys who I'm in circles with had gone into that. And there was nobody in there. I think Jason went in as well. And I didn't, and I felt bad because these people had gone in expecting there to be a chat going on, and I just messed up completely. Uh, I have to, I have to read up on it. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the lovely thing we call the learning curve. That's always fun. Get awesome. steeper when you get older. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, again, tell everybody where they can find your show. Inglespodcast.com. Awesome. And, uh, Eric, where can uh, people find you? Find me anytime you'd like online at podcasttalentcoach.com. And I will say again, I know I said this in the last episode, your your episode on teasing um, teased me to want more, if that makes <laughs> any sense. I was like, man, really good stuff. On uh, Monday, let's see, after you listen to this, because this will come out not Monday, but the Monday after next, um, I did an episode all about doing a podcast in character and how that may sound like a good idea because then you don't have to worry about people. I mean, think about it. The Family Guy and um, what's the one with um, – that is the Family – no, not, the guy with uh, Peter – oh, I'm trying to blank. That's yeah, Family Guy. It is yeah. the Family Guy. Those yeah. guys get – sort of the Simpsons. They get a – away with the murder because they're a cartoon they're a character and so that's one of the advantages of doing a podcast as a character the bad news is you'll lose your accent halfway through the uh, <laughs> through the episode so I talk about that and um, that is on last week's episode of the school of podcasting as I think about this so if you'd like to get reviewed Air, uh, uh, Craig um, was the process of getting reviewed was that it was a Many hurdles to go through on that. You mean the process of putting the of applying for it? Yeah. Yeah, it was dead. It was it was dead, very easy, very straightforward, and very clear. Okay, I've always wondered from the uh, from the end user standpoint how that went. So yeah, if yeah, you just, yeah I wasn't sure about that if we were doing it. It was just audio. If I had to get on Skype, if it was a hangout, I wasn't sure where to look, and then I just checked the email inbox and then I was straight in. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, just go out to podcastreviewshow.com. We do have two options. You can do it live here with us like Craig did, or if you'd rather just have us review your uh, content and comment on it, uh, that's also an option as well. And you can find that all at podcastreviewshow.com. It's right there on the front screen. So we will see you uh, in a few weeks with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. At this point, there are no lines waiting, so come on down, get reviewed. Craig, you didn't cry. Was it? Was this painful? No, it was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. And thanks, thanks to both of you for uh, for spending the time. It was fantastic. Got it. Very, very useful. I've got loads of notes written down here, and I hope I'll be putting them into practice over the summer. That's the point. That's the whole reason we do it. Lots yeah, of takeaways. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I'm like, okay, tell me you have notes. So that's good. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. 
And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.